If you are a B2B service-based business owner and you are looking to gain more clients, create more impact and more revenue in your business, tune in to Amplify Your Marketing Message with Christine Campbell Rappin. Every week, we're going to take you through how to build an audience of buyers, mastering your marketing message, and making offers that convert consistently. We'll see you all on the inside. Welcome back, everybody. Have you ever thought what your clients really crave? Maybe it's not another automated course or a done service where they are in the audience as a spectator. Today, we're going to be talking about live and in-person and virtual events because people are craving intimacy. And this can truly be a great way to accelerate your business growth. Welcome to Amplify Your Marketing Message. I'm very excited today to introduce to you a guest with us who is all about experiences. Please give a very warm welcome to Allison Katakowski, aka the Allison K. I'm super excited to talk to you. Welcome to our show today. Let's talk retreats and experiences. Oh, you're speaking my language. I love it. I got to say, how on earth did you start to discover that the magic happens? people to people because we want to, we need to be together. We need to be with other people. We need to be in person with other people. And there's a lot to be said when you're in the same room with other people, connecting, sharing, growing, getting to know each other. That's really where the magic happens. It's not that magic can't happen online and on a screen, but it's just different when you're in person. I think this is so true. And I heard a great quote and it's been pinging around my brain at a rather rapid speed lately, which is the information age is over. Yes. What people really, really are struggling with is the execution and the implementation. And there's a lot to be said from both what you and I do in the mentorship space is the idea that let's do it together. Yes. It's way less scary. You actually make more progress yes. and yet Events can be both a huge accelerator, but they're not for everybody. That's I want to right. talk about you having run events for so long. What really makes an event effective for a business owner? Well, I think there's several things to keep in mind. I think one is, first of all, being very clear what your event or your retreat is for, right? And you being a marketing maven can appreciate that, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to work. There are certain people it may not work the best for. So you want to be very clear what the purpose of your retreat or event is, right? And then second, it's all about curating literally like the perfect experience with just the right amount of group work, individual work and fun because you need to have all of that for the energy to really work for you. You know, I, I'll give you an example. I think we've all been to events in person where it feels like a conference and it's just one thing after the other. And it almost becomes like a scramble. How much can I squeeze in at the end of the day? Right. And then when you get home in the next week or the following week, you don't remember, but, you know, 10 percent of all that. Mm -hmm. So a really successful retreat or event really has all of that dialed in and having the right combination of things so that people don't get overwhelmed. People actually feel like they're really experiencing something different and they're giving themselves a chance to really upgrade. 
What I think is interesting, and it reminds me just as the packing analogies I'm listening to, you know, when you pack, whether you're the person going to the retreat or the yeah. person organizing the retreat, whatever you plan to put on your bed and you think you're going to take with you, here's the best travel advice ever, take 30 to 40% of it out. And I think this is one of the really important things about effectiveness of experiences, because if we say the information age is over, I am not here to spectate. I need time to implement. And I think one of the most effective things I know I tell my clients is if you're going to either do an event, be at an event or participate yes. in some way to, to collaborating in an event, block that following day off so that you have time to digest, to yes. really stick with what you did. Otherwise, you're back in the spin cycle to the next event. Yes. So I love that you talk about learning, learning, downtime, building things in the fun element so that we don't get home and go, God, I'm so exhausted. I yeah. can't with this. Well, I mean, we've all been to the event where we need a vacation from it when we get home, right? <laughs> and the whole point of doing a retreat or an event is not just to get a reset, because I think that word's kind of thrown around like a commodity out there too. But mm -hmm. I think the whole reason why we do it is because we want something different. You know, because nothing changes if nothing changes. And if all you do when you go home is go back to the same thing, then something wasn't quite right with where you just were. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to make sure is that there's the right combination so that you have a chance to really experience the work. And I love that you talk about thinking about, is this your lane? And, you know, events have been something that have been a big part of my business because I think experiences in general is how people build know, like, and trust. And whether you're experiencing yes. us on a podcast, you're experiencing us at a summit through a piece of content that we've created, whether it's video, audio, or even written, this is all about that. And yes. you want to be intentional about curating. I mean, that's the word you get is really yes. all of the dominoes, but recognize if you are not excited by the idea of planning, mm -hmm. executing, and yep. making it work after the event, yes. skip this lane. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Right. Very well said. Because I do think that there's a little bit of a disconnect, especially right now. And look, I'll just be the first to say, it's amazing seeing what's happening in the travel world right now. People are so ready to go and experience new things and go places and be together which is wonderful. That's what we're created to do as human beings. But I think there's a little bit of a disconnect between a retreat and event and a getaway or a vacation. And I think we have to be very clear, you know, what it is that we're doing. That's why I said the first thing you always think about is what's the purpose of what I'm doing? You know, is my purpose? I mean, and look, the more of a transformation or change that you talk about, guess what? The less stuff you need to include in your program. You know, and oh, I see a lot of other people like trying to pack as much stuff in because there's this tricky thought that, look, if I don't have this amazing program, nobody's going to want to come. And that's just a crazy or as my coach calls it, a crappy thought. Right. Because it is. <laughs> right. I think this is this is interesting. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's dial this in. So how do you really say this is a getaway? or this is a retreat, because I think that is a really interesting distinction. And both could be an engine Absolutely. to support your growth, but we're totally. talking specifically a retreat. So talk to us a little bit about how you distinguish this. And if we're thinking in our minds, should this be a possibility, what we need to be considering? Well, what I, what I always look for when I read other people's coaches, especially other coaches and business owners copy, when they're like a sale, whether it be a sales page or a social media post, and they're talking about their event, 
one of the things that I always look for is what is it that I'm going to walk away with? I want a picture. I want to get a feeling immediately from reading about it. I want to know literally what I'm going to get as if it's in a box with a pretty little bow that I'm going to walk away with like a gift. And if what I'm sensing is, is that this is just going to be a chance to relax and socialize and maybe we'll work out and we'll go on a little side trip. To me, that while it sounds wonderful, don't get me wrong, and we all need that. That's not inspiring me that I'm going to get anything that's going to be different for me, right? To me, that's like a getaway or a vacation, which we all need. It's like I said, but I want to get a feeling for what am, what's the outcome going to be for me? And what am I going to be able to bring home with me that's going to make my life different? I want to hear about that. And if I'm not seeing that or reading about it, then one of my first questions, if I'm interested, when I reach out to whomever's doing it is, number one, what is this about? And number two, what's in it for me? And I think that's an important thing that we have to ask. I want to say amen. Oh my God. Yes. Because I think we are so often, and you've heard me rant about this on this platform for sure, is people do not want to pay for your time. Don't get me wrong. If you want to go holiday with your besties, plan and market it accordingly. If you are saying this is an execution of an enriched experience of the work we do, then they need to have a very clear, simply understood result. Yeah. And I wanted to hear this because not all transformation happens in the retreat right. itself. Totally. So mm-hmm. talk to us about thinking about this experience. It is the before and what you're, who you're attracting. It's the execution that is really into all three elements of mm-hmm. what makes an experience really valuable. But what happens totally. after? How do you actually well, live the results that really creates big ripples for you? Well, and what you do, what you want to understand, and I know you get this since you, you've done events too, what you want to understand as a retreat and an event leader is, is that we are setting the stage from the very be, from the very time that people show up at our event. Mm-hmm. We're setting the stage for the change that they're going to experience. So we we literally want to be in it with them. But we want to be, you know, help show them that we can elevate the energy that it's possible for them. Mm-hmm. And then we want to kind of invite them slowly, almost like little breadcrumbs throughout the event about what's next. Because the real, the real magic, not only in being together, is in the follow-up. And we want to be seeding that right from the very beginning. Because the real change comes when you get home and your life starts to get in the way. And it's never a question of if, but a question of when. That's what I always say. You know, we're creatures of habit. We get used to doing the same things. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with a routine at all. But what we want to be very careful of is that when we're talking about significant transformational change to who we are as a person and how we're living life, we have to really question who we are, you know, what our identity is, right? And when we get home and we start implementing what we're learning that's when our old self's going to be right here and our future self's going to be talking to us. And we kind of have to have a plan to navigate that. And that's why follow-up support is so important. I think this is interesting because I often get invited into the corporate space to facilitate. And part of that is because the CEO, director, someone in the leadership space isn't in the best position to facilitate transformation because there's too much judgment and too much self-interest and there's too much chatter about what you brought into the room with you. And so I get brought in to facilitate. And one of the things that is always the, I'm going to say small battle I I have with clients who bring me in in that capacity is what happens after. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not just day of that's so important. And I love that you talk about the follow through because what's important when you're doing transformational work, retreats and experiences for it to really land, and get the result. I say to people, you're going to be human. Yeah. This is what will happen when all your good intentions start to wobble. Yeah. And here is the support plan for it. Here's what to anticipate. Here's yep. how to get re-engaged. And here's how to not judge yourself for being the human hot mess we are. Yeah. Welcome back yep. into this and yeah. fine tune, not just the theory again, it's the execution that's so important. Well, and let's be honest, I think we can all like talk about what we're going to do. You know, we, I mean, I've, I've done we're great talkers. Everybody <laughs> talks at the event about, well, when I get home, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, and, and look, they even might, they might even write it in their planner or their schedule or whatever, because we do work on some calendar stuff too. I mean, that's part of it. But let's be honest, talking about it and writing in your calendar is a teeny tiny piece of the change, right? It's like we get home and our old life starts to interfere, then we got a choice then. We can either just pick right up where we left off or we can really kind of sit with it and kind of sit in the mess for a little while. But Mm -hmm. we really don't do that well by ourselves. That's why we need experienced follow-up support too, to go with it. I love it. And I think that what is interesting, I want to talk about this idea. So if we have follow up and we have a runway and we've chosen to say, what's the result? Ultimately, clarity around the result will always pull, will attract audience, it will attract buyers, it will attract energy to your event. But do they have to be in person to be effective? No, not really. Um, uh, First of all, let me just say that I think there are two sides to that question. First off, let me say nothing beats in person. Nothing ever will in-person just kind of sits by itself. And I don't know that anything is as good as in-person. But having said that, I feel like virtual has, a you know, it, it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges. They're both good. They're both amazing. They both have their own set of benefits, but one is not necessarily a substitute for the other, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a virtual event can expose you to maybe larger groups of people. And, you know, and the fact that you can sort of adopt a different type of agenda than when you're in person, especially working with a small group, you know, you don't have that the energy dynamic is a little different, but maybe that's how it's supposed to be, right? We don't necessarily, I don't think, want virtual to be a complete substitute for in person. Personally, I think the best business model of the future is the hybrid. And that's one of the things that I teach. It's in person and online together beautifully, you know, synergized together so that you can get the benefits of both. You know, I, I've, I've done a lot of virtual events and I've built my business virtually. And some of you know this story, but virtual isn't new to me in any way, shape or form. It wasn't driven by the pandemic. I have Skyped. Yes, Skype was around yeah. since yeah. 1996. Yeah. And so I think what you need to be aware, and there's a really good nugget that you mentioned, and I want to just draw on it for a second. You, especially in the online space, you're responsible for curating the energy in the room. Yes. You need to think about the flow. There is pressure, yes, for sure, in the online or the real life experience as well. But there's some other energy that can pull that. And scheduling downtime in person is easier to still maintain energy. If you schedule downtime, you get distracted in the online space. And so I want you to be thinking about how do you bring the energy and be very clear on crafting it. And when I've done in-person events... You can share that responsibility as the host online. 
it mm -hmm. falls to you. You can absolutely. absolutely lead the room with some energy sparks and some conversations and dynamics you bring into the space. But controlling that and being intentional with it is really, really important because people will stay if the result is compelling yeah. and they feel like they're moving in the energy space. Mm -hmm. But people also, I think, appreciate one of the things I always do at my in-person retreats is every day people have personal time. But what I find really helpful with that is I think you can say as a retreat leader, all right, you have the afternoon free, go think, you know, go and whatever, you know, whatever instructions you give them. But what I find to be really helpful is I'll say, here's what I want you to imagine. So I sort of go ahead and anticipate the fact that as soon as they leave and go off on their own, that they may get distracted. But I take that as an opportunity to say, all right, here's what I want you thinking about. Here's what I want you to be aware of. You know, and I and I try to point out a couple of things to kind of let them marinate a little bit, because, as you know, everybody learns on a different curve and people will, people will often come back and say, I just had this amazing idea. And I don't want to say it's because of what I say, but I do think that we have to have some focus direction, even if that time is downtime and private to themselves. This is an interesting one, and it's one of the points I wanted like to explore a little bit. And this is the idea that it should be individualized. Yes. And I think one of the reasons why the self-directed courses are starting to wane in their interest level in the marketplace is because people who put curriculums together don't think about the learning flex, yes. the learning styles. And so you're saying, you know, you can have your own creative space. I'm not going to totally script it, but I'm going to give you some pointed direction and yeah. individualize, therefore, the experience for every yes. attendee. How can you best really think to create the result for many, but individualize the experience? What are some best practices that you've personally seen? What I have seen, what I've tried to do on my retreats is, first of all, all my retreats are themed. There's always a theme in mind, and usually it's based on the location where I am. It might be based on, in part, on the curriculum. Maybe it's a special activity that I'm kind of pulling out of that as a result of the theme. So one of the things that, as far as individualization that I like to do with private time, for example, is I always play on the theme. Knowing and knowing what everyone has come for, because the first day that we're together is kind of like, here's what I'm looking for. Here's where I am. And here's what I'm hoping to take away. Mm -hmm. Then I often always kind of issue it as a challenge to them. So at the same time, I try to give everyone a group directive. But knowing what I know about each person, I'm able to try to say, focus on this. Think about that. Remember what we talked about yesterday. There's always like a little bit of like, let's circle around the room and let's, you know, do our takeaways. I'm a big, big fan of give me your takeaway from this morning. Give me one word you're thinking about. Give me a single thought that you're going into the afternoon with, whatever that is. That seems to work really well. I love it. So I want to ask you, because you've run events and you have a business that is both on the curating of experiences as well as in your mentorship space. Tell me, I want to ask all of my guests this question. What's working for you right now to grow your business? Honestly, right now, what, we're, what I'm doing a lot of are themed virtual video experiences. So in other words, in my community, for just for business leaders and entrepreneurs, every month for the last three months, I've had a specific theme in mind. 
And I do like a video every week where I'm talking about a different aspect of that. And I usually issue some type of challenge. And here's, here's what, and that may just sound like a generic Facebook live every week or whatever you want to call it. But here's what I find is working about that. Everyone's going to take away something a little different, you know, because I built my business on individualizing a customer experience. Okay. But number two, it also helps me position myself to the new people that are coming in and they get a feeling of what it's like to be in an energy space with me. So I feel like I'm kind of accomplishing two things mm -hmm. with just a simple technique like that, rather than sending an email or doing a long post. I prefer to do this on video. I feel like this is where people can really get a taste. I love that you had this theme because I think so often, you know, when we're talking about how do you amplify your message? How do you get in front of building new audiences of buyers? One of the most important positioning pieces for every entrepreneur is what do you stand for? Yep. When I come into this, what's the song sheet you sing from? How yep. will I see different speeds to reach the outcome? You may have different offers. Some of them might be retreats, virtual or online. Some of them might be course curriculums or private one-to-one -one experiences. What doesn't change is what do you stand for? What is the yep. result? And I like this idea of things so that people can catch up because sometimes we run the risk of getting so distracted by that next new thing. People are like, you were talking about something different last week and I'm confused. How do right. I connect the dots? So I love that you're talking about this. Tell me, how do people find you? Let's get connecting you to our audience. Well, you can find me on Facebook. I have my full name on Facebook. I'm Allison Hannah Katzkowski, but I guarantee you, if you put in Allison Katzkowski, it'll pop up, right? So you can connect with me there. Come over and join me in my Innovate and Grow for Business and Coaching Entrepreneurs. That is my unique Facebook community where these theme video experiences happen. I also, that community is usually the first place when I announce my business retreats and special things that I'm doing for my entrepreneur community. Um, you can connect with me also on Instagram. I am the Allison K on Instagram. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And since this is a show, I'll invite you to come over and listen to my two podcasts, The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care and Creating the World's Best Client Experiences, which you were recently a guest on that as well. I was. Guys, go create amazing experiences. If you want to know how to build an amazing real experience that leads to transformation, enriches just the lives, the experiences, and the growth of who you are and how your business impacts yeah. people, this is how you can amplify your message. Allison, thank you for being for our guest today. Everyone, be sure to subscribe. We'll see you all on our next episode. Until next time, use experiences, a customized experience to grow your business. We'll see you all on our next episode. That's a wrap on another amazing episode of Amplify Your Marketing Message with me, your host, Christine Campbell-Rappin. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss another great episode. And be sure to visit christinecampbellrappin.com slash podcast to get a free resource on how to master your marketing message. We'll see you all on our next episode.